Hi, I'm Wyatt Walter. I play Corby on Peacock's brand new series, Killing It. And I'm here with Elias, the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. You it. it. A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the Man Cave. Your host, Elias. Hi, welcome to the cave. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me here. Exciting times, you know, you just had a new show premiered recently, Killing It on Peacock. You played Corby, man. Uh, how does that feel so far? It was uh, it was really fun doing it. And, you know, right now it feels great because I've got all my hometown friends messaging me like, oh, my God, you're on a show with Craig Robinson. So it's just it's really fun seeing um, all the people that I've seen through the journey so far. That's awesome. Man. So like all I was- their reactions. I was doing some research on you. I was trying to figure out like a few things about you. Like, so I know you, you I noticed you're born in New York, grew up in uh, Carolina. What made you get into the acting world? What pushed you into this? All right. So um, there's basically two versions of this story that I could tell. There's a very long version of it. And then there's the short, <laughs> sweet and concise version. So I'll, I'll tell the short and sweet version real quick. Um, basically uh i was living in wilmington north carolina at the time that's where like my hometown hometown is right outside of wilmington and um we grew up in a very rural area so we had a a farm with 13 acres a pond chickens goats the whole nine Mm -hmm. right and basically my my sister saw in the newspaper that there was an open casting call for this little indie project my grandmother wanted somebody to ride with them. So they were like, she was like, hey, Wyatt, you know, do you want to come and just try out for this part? Why not? My, my little seven-year-old brain was like, nah, I'd rather play in the woods. So my grandmother had to bribe me with donuts, uh, ice cream, coffee, all this, you know, good, sweet stuff. And finally, my seven-year-old brain was like, yeah, I guess, I guess it's worth it. Let's go for it. So I ended up uh, going with them because she bribed me. And I, uh, I actually got the part. My sister ended up with none, no part on the indie project, which is kind of a little joke nowadays. Um, and yeah, it took about seven years for that project to get a budget. And they finally filmed. The entire budget went to uh, the director who had worked on SAG project before, flew him out to North Carolina. And um, it was so low a budget that my dad basically built like 40% of the sets or had a hand in building like 40% of the sets. And so, um, yeah, we flew the director out to North Carolina, had an amazing time. And like, right before the very end of it, he said, Hey, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I was like, that's a really weird question to ask me. Um, I want to be a mechanical engineer and work on the, the international space station. And he was like, that's a heck of an answer for a 13 year old kid to give. He's like, um, you know, does acting interest you? Not really. Like at that point in my life, I was like, no, not, not too much. And he goes, oh, okay. Um, well, I have this, you know, other acting gig in Los Angeles if you want to go for it. And so I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Because he told me at this point, it's like a real one. It's through the union. You get paid. We'll fly you out there, put you in a hotel, all this fun stuff. And so I was like, yeah, why not? met my manager. My manager brought me to my agent. They're both absolutely amazing people. And um, my agent was like, yeah, Wyatt, you know, if you really want to take this to the next step, you got to move out to California. 
So that's a really, really big step to, to just move your entire life across country, especially at 14 years old. Cause I had to look at my parents and be like, Hey, so I know that everything that you built here, <laughs> you kind of did for your future. Can we uproot all of that? And they were like, sure, let's do it. So, um, we ended up buying a disgusting as I will describe it now, uh, as a very disgusting RV. We called it the Shasta McNasty because it was a 2002, 29 foot long uh, class C RV. So exactly what you think in mind when you're thinking like grandpa road trip, but we lived in it for about nine months. And um, yeah, then we, then we ended up putting, you know, one foot in front of the other and finally we're able to get a house and just work our way up since then. But getting inside of this, getting into this business, it, it takes dedication and effort. You've got to love it because there's so many hurdles you're going to jump. Wow. Now you mentioned your sister too. Now is your sister in the industry now too? My sister's a musician. Um, okay. All of her, all of her tags are at almost Maddie. And she does like this really cool indie folky pop mm. type music. It's, it's really interesting. Uh, now, do I, do I read that you play instruments too? Do you, uh, play a little bit with the music i dabble i dabble okay. i like to sing i've i've you know been singing since i was around six or seven years old and started picking up a guitar about like 13 years old because i saw my sister was playing and she was really cool so i was like wow. "Ooh, that looks interesting now have you played with your sister like have you like guys worked like on a project or anything together yeah we um we dabble every now and then we haven't okay. done anything you know, official, but yeah. whenever we're around friends, friends and family, we dabble, play around a little bit. That's awesome. So yeah, let's jump right into uh, Peacock's Killing It. Uh, how did you get approached for this project? Tell us about that. Bro. All right. So it was pretty standard um, audition process. You know, my agent got the audition for me, sent it in, did all that fun stuff. Um, but when it came to the, the callback, I ended up doing the callback and um, it was with, Scott MacArthur. So it was a Zoom, like, you know, chemistry read, I guess, which is a little weird to do over Zoom, but it worked. Um, and yeah, after about two weeks, I didn't hear anything. So I thought that that was kind of, you know, it. And then uh, my friend from North Carolina, Joey, decided to come down and he knew all about the business. He knew like, you know, when you come visit in California, it's probably not really going to be like, oh, we're going to go do this and that and the other probably going to work a lot and maybe take one day off. Um, and he was, he was totally okay with that, you know, really supportive. He helped me actually get a, a lot of auditions done and stuff like that. Um, but then one day, right before he went back to North Carolina, I was like, yo, we've got a free day. Let's go hiking. Let's do it. So we went to this uh, place called Bighorn mine. And um, you know, we, we were going to take like four or five hours ended up spending good eight, nine hours out there because we got lost and there was no cell service or anything like that. So we eventually make it back to the car. We're just driving about 30 minutes go by. We get our cell service back and my phone's just blowing up. It's my agent, my manager, my mm. mom, my dad, everybody was texting me just wow. like, where are you at? What's going on? Like you book killing it by the way, but like, are you safe? And so I was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm safe. I'm all good. I booked killing it. That's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. Well, uh, what was the description of the show that you were given when you first, uh, before you attempted to uh, audition for this? And what was the description of your character also? 
Dude. All right. So I was, it wasn't really much, to be honest. Uh, the description of the show at that point, because they were trying to keep everything a little under wraps. Yeah. Um, totally understandable. But it, I think it was one man's hunt for the American dream, something about like getting snakes and all this stuff. So I thought it was really cool because like I had mentioned before, I'm from rural North Carolina, mm. used to seeing a whole bunch of you know, obviously out there we have like the deer hunters and all that stuff. And so when he said snake hunters, I was like, Ooh, that's interesting. So I did research into it. And it's, it's like a legit thing. Mm. There are people paid by the government of Florida to go out and hunt these pythons because they are an invasive species. They're not meant to be here. So they'll eat everything and nothing can eat them. Um, which just, you know, wrecks havoc on the ecosystem. But the, the description of Corby, was somewhere along the lines of just like, you know, teenage son of Brock doesn't really care too much to be the cameraman, but he's kind of drug along anyway. And um, yeah, that definitely changed throughout the course of the season. Like you can, you can see a shift in Corby throughout the course of the season. Yeah. I, I was, I watched a few episodes. I had a screeners from uh, screeners and uh, I was able to watch it and I saw your character like, in each episode you're like you're acting a little bit different and like there's those yeah. certain episodes that you know like your character doesn't, feels like doesn't even want to be there next to his dad yeah it's it, it was really interesting uh to me it kind of feels like his major arc is you know his family it mm. feels like he becomes more of a family oriented person throughout the series and um you know in the beginning he doesn't really care about being there with his dad whatever but then in the end he his main goal is just seeing his dad succeed. Once his dad's happy, then that's what makes Corby happy. How did you prepare to play this role now? And is, is there, what do you love about him? What would you change about him if you could change something about him? So I, I love the fact that he's a lot like me, but also a lot unlike me as well. So we're, mm. we're you know, both teenagers, all this fun stuff. We're dudes, whatever. So we like pretty much the base stuff. When I, when I got to see the McLaren, my reaction, Corby's reaction, it was, it was the same thing. It was, you know, I, I saw a McLaren, I freaked out. Um, so that, that's the fun part is we're, we're very similar, but I, I feel like we also differ for the fact of, I've never been able to swear in front of my parents, like physically like swear words. They, yeah. I can't do it. I, it makes me cringe in front of my parents. <laughs> but like Corby, he has no problem with any of that. He's got no problem stealing or anything like that. So it's like personality wise, I feel like we're pretty similar, but actions wise, we are on opposite spectrums. <laughs> so completely opposite. Yeah. How, how fun is it playing this character? Dude, it's such a blast, such a blast to work with the likes of Craig Robinson, Scott MacArthur, Rel Battle, Claudio Adardi. I mean, these people are ridiculous ridiculous in the best way possible scott would drop down on the floor and do like 50 push-ups before he'd yeah. take just because you know he was getting into character is what is how he said it yeah. um but yeah craig would ad lib probably about 50 lines per wow. scene and you know dan would just let him keep rolling because everything that would fall out of craig's mouth was mm -hmm. just straight gold and um yeah it was it was really fun to to play this character and to work on this project mainly because of how much i was able to take away from the project all the little golden nuggets and bits and pieces of information that i can now use in my day-to-day -day, working mm. in auditions and and other stuff like that like that that's the main thing that i really love about 
you know, working on new projects? What can I take away from it? Right. Now you mentioned Scott, he plays your father. Like, how do you describe that chemistry between you two? Cause you guys like you butt heads. Yeah. yeah. So it's, um, it's really funny. We, we offset, I feel like Scott's kind of, you know, really took in that fatherly role and um it was really cool you know because we'd, we'd go to dinner or whatnot and scott would be like no no make sure you're you, you know make sure you're right by me whatever and i'm like okay i'm 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 19 years old like you know i think i can take care of myself but then again i'm also in a place i'm in new orleans so yeah. it was nice having scott there with me to make sure like you know nothing bad happened to me and that i didn't do anything stupid so um yeah but scott scott's crazy scott like I said, you know, he'll drop to the floor and do about 50 push-ups before each take. Like, I, I couldn't understand this man if you if you paid me to try. <laughs> Eddie, did he give you any tips? Oh, so many. So many. Don't poop in your trailer on the first day. Like, make sure to eat cat, eat lunch with, with all the crew and the cast. All, all those fun tips, right? Right. That's awesome. How was it working out with the rest of the cast now? The rest of them were absolutely amazing. Um, they were, so, it was just so fun. Like those, that's the memories that keep coming up in, mm. in, in my head are like, yeah, I remember, you know, on the last day we were all, Craig and I were looking at this one snake that was just, it was a wild snake that was caught on set. And so all the mm. wranglers were taking it back and they were, you know, going to move him to a safe location where people weren't around. And um, before they took him back, Craig and I were really interested in like, playing with the snake and then Claudia came over and she's from Australia. Um, and I, I guess Claudia had bigger balls than Craig or, or myself because wow. she just straight up grabs the snake and she's like, take a photo with me in this snake. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't do that. Cause that's, that's <laughs> not like a domesticated snake. That's from the woods. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> um, Rel, Rel was really good as well. I, I wish I would have been able to have more scenes with Rel just because his comedic timing was so perfect. Like the way that you're watching it on the show is pretty much how he played it, which is really different because a lot of the times you'll have like these quick edits to make it seem seamless. No, Rel, Rel, whatever came out of his mouth, it was very seamless and effortless and just flowed so nice like together with the rest of the scene awesome. and so i yeah dude they were they were all amazing they were all absolutely amazing i never got to work with stephanie and i never got to work with jet so those are those are the one thing that i feel like you know i missed out on but hopefully season two season two that's right that's right what do you uh what do you hope when like uh like when the viewers tune in to watch this what do you hope they see and expect from the show for the first time laughs that's the big thing laughs take away it's 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 a journey about the american dream so i really want you you know as a viewer to to focus on the differences in like diversity in this show mm -hmm. so there's you know obviously race of racial diversity in this show but also there's um diversity in the fact of we have a deaf act a deaf actress stephanie she's absolutely amazing and i love the the way that they played it they didn't you know make a hyper focus on the, the deaf aspect of it. They just, you know, it's, it's just a part of life because that's how it is in real life. You don't make a hyper focus on it. It's just, that's how it is. Um, and so I, I really, I don't know. I loved that fact. I loved everything about it. It was just different. What was uh, the reaction from your uh, like uh, friends and family when they, when they tune in to watch this? 
Oh my gosh. I, I have lifelong friends, like friends that I grew up with, like my, my, uh, buddy of of eight years his name is isaac he messaged me and he was like i watched hot tub time machine last night and now you're on a show with craig robinson and i'm like yeah it's pretty cool like it's really fun um yeah I'm, i'm getting a lot of a lot of positive um reactions like my grandmother and grandfather they're old southern methodists small town you know so I was expecting a little bit of hesitancy from them, especially with how raunchy the show is, but they love it. They love it. And so I'm like, well, when you get the Southern Methodist, small town, old folk, you know, approval, then I guess you're good. That's awesome. Wyatt, uh, lastly, how can, uh, you know, thank you for giving me a few minutes today uh, talking about the show. How can the listeners and the viewers uh, find you on uh, social media? And hopefully for a season two, they can see the news. Yeah. Right. Um, Well, I'm, uh, I'm at, Wyatt Ray Walter on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And then I'm just at Wyatt Walter on Facebook. But uh, yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed for season two. This one, uh, this one was a really fun project to work on. And, you know, I, I really, really hoping that they bring it back for another season. And I do want to preface that the, the American Humane Society was there for everything that we did with any animal and no animals were harmed in the making of this production and all that that fun stuff. Awesome. Wyatt, thank you for coming on. Dude, thank you for having me. This has been a blast. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, the MCCPodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.